1: Praise God. Praise God. I'm so thankful for what I feel. So good to be with our EC fam once again on this Sunday afternoon to be able to dive into the word of the Lord. Open up your Bibles to Matthew 21, beginning at verse 1. And while you're doing that, look at your neighbor and tell him, you look good with all that sweat dripping down your face. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, you know, I didn't grow up in church, but uh, <laughs> the first church, the church where I received the Spirit at, the Lord did a work in my life. Uh, we were meeting in a school, and it had no AC. And uh, we would sit in these old wooden chairs, and it'd be so hot that the stain of from The chairs the finish from the chairs would stick to your clothing Praise God and we had to set up and break down on top of that every week praise God But God is good and he would move and we turned our city upside down Jasmine remembers that day praise God she were, she might not have been doing a lot of the heavy lifting Praise God, but anyway, she was a little little thing a little tight little missionette, praise God anyway (laughs) I remember that yeah I went there okay Matthew 21 uh, beginning at verse 1 now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives then Jesus sent two disciples there you go again he sends us out two by two saying to them go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied a colt and a colt with her Loose them and bring them to me and if anyone says anything to you You shall say the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying tell the daughter of Zion Behold your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey a colt the foal of a donkey so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt, and laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees. We could use some of those branches now and, and spread them on the road. And then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the in the highest and when he had come into jerusalem all the city was moved saying who is this so the multitude said this is jesus the prophet from nazareth of galilee and i want to preach to you we're going to stay in this in the vein of the kingdom but i want to preach this thought to you this afternoon the nature of the king the nature of the king would you help me pray really quickly our father in heaven hallowed would be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven let your will be done in mississauga as it is in heaven let your will be done in this worship experience as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we gladly forgive our debtors and don't lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever in jesus name amen would you clap your hands into the lord amen you may be seated in his presence praise god For the last two months, uh, I've been preaching on the kingdom and throughout our worship experiences, the Lord has graciously manifested his presence in such a powerful way. Uh, I'm thankful that he has affirmed his word. And one of the things that we have to understand that I believe to be essential is the tension of what is and what will be when it comes to the kingdom of God. I want you to hear me, but I'm here to declare that the kingdom of God is already here. The kingdom of God is already established. However, there are some aspects regarding the kingdom that have yet to be fulfilled. There must be a fulfillment and fullness to the kingdom that is yet to be demonstrated. See, the kingdom of God is here, but has not been manifested in total fulfillment. It will and it shall be. It just hasn't happened yet. So in other words, the kingdom is not just coming. It's already here, but it's not just here. It's also coming. We have talked about the kingdom, but many know in order for the kingdom to operate for the kingdom to operate in the way that God designed it to operate you and I or the kingdom that is in question needs a king to rule. And I'm thankful we have a king in Jesus who isn't been elected or who hasn't been elected and his popularity might come and go, but he's still the king of kings and Lord of lords. He still rules on this earth and in heaven. He has all power in heaven and in earth. The thing that's so important, though, is you and I have to adjust how we understand ourselves. See you and I just can't here's where the church makes a mistake. when I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about the global church. We can't perceive or we can't perceive ourselves just as members of a church. See, there is a king in us, and because there is a king in us, we are kings. <laughs> there is a king in us, and because there is a king in me, I am a king. Some of y'all see this is part of the problem. There is a king in me, and because there is a king in me, I am a king, not predicated upon my education not predicated upon my popularity not predicated upon how much i have in the bank account it's predicated upon jesus christ is the king of kings and lord of lords and i've been filled with his spirit i've been baptized in his name and because there's a king in me i am a king see if we could understand this, it's not predicated upon how I can tell you right now I'm gonna sweat through everything I have on praise God because I'm gonna preach this thing today I'm a it whether it's hot. I'm a it whether it's cool But I'm gonna preach this things with passion and I'm hoping it'll get in your spirit I need you to understand this is not predicated upon how you feel This is predicated upon the governing documents of the kingdom See, I can be what it says I can be, and I can have what it says I can have, and I can do what it says I can do. Not what you say I can do, what he says I can do. Not what my bank account says I can do, what he says I can do. And he says, I'm going to show you. He says in Revelation 1 and 6, and has made us kings and priests. To his God and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen Let me show you one more Revelation 5 and 9 through 10 and they sing a new song saying you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation And have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth so you might not know that you might not have studied that in your Bible but we will reign rule and reign with him for a thousand years on this earth you might not know it but there'll be a new earth and a new heaven if you read your Bible I'm telling you you're going to rule and reign with him in the millennial reign and then in eternity there's a king in you Praise God, I want to show you I need you to see this go to 2nd Peter 2nd Peter or excuse me 1st Peter uh, chapter 2 verse 9. Look at this, but you are a chosen generation I could just stop right there chosen Chosen I said you're chosen (laughs) See some of you know what it's like not to be picked not to be included to be ostracized But you're chosen A royal priesthood. In other words, a kingly priest. (laughs) a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but are now the people of god who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy why are you a king not because of your performance not because of your pedigree because we were nothing but we have mercy in god that's why we're kings you're not just a church remember you're not just a stepchild you're not just a wannabe or a should have been or a has been you've been washed in the blood of the lamb and for those who have been filled with their spirit you are kings and priests come on and give him praise if you believe that this new birth experience is not just a get out of hell card You are going to rule and reign with Christ on this earth for a thousand years and throughout eternity. See, you have a prophetic destiny that has already been declared. And this life is about preparation for you to rule and reign under his lordship. He declares you and I as kings and priests now, but he also says you will rule over much in the future. A lot of times we quote this passage I'm about to share with you and we quote it in an inaccurate context I understand the principle and I believe what people are saying But if you're going to quote it in accurate theological context when we talk about to whom much is given kind of much is required And come on, you know, you've been ruler over you've been faithful over a few things I'm going to make you ruler over much that's going to happen (sighs) under. When we're stepping in, the Lord says, enter into the joy, into the rest of the Lord. And see, what I want you to understand is, watch this. Look at Matthew 25 and 20. So, he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. You got to work what you have. You know what? Some people can take the hand that you've been dealt and make it work. What we should do is stop complaining about what we do or don't have and just work what you have. And if you'll work with what you have, if you'll be faithful with what you have, God will bless it. And and this is, let me just tell you, this is what he wants. He wants faithfulness. See, sometimes we get caught up in comparing and stop comparing and just be faithful to what God has given you. So as the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Happens again, two talents. And this guy says, hey, I took the two and I made more. And you know what the Lord says? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. How many of you know it's good to be faithful? Faithful. Praise God faithful. See God calls you and I kings and priests now and yet we have not fully Manifested what God has called us to be We haven't totally manifested the king in us yet But he trusts you know what he does he's not trusting your willpower He's not trusting your intelligence. He's trusting his grace and mercy To the point that he is willing to call us something that we haven't totally become How can he call you and I who are washed in his blood yet still messed up with all kind of issues With all kinds of problems, you can look at me like you don't have one. I won't be able to help you today. But for those who are willing to be real and just say, yeah, I've got more than a few issues. You know, how is it that he can look at us in our plight and in our dilemma? How many will be willing to agree and say that he's called us the things that he's called us to be? Perhaps we haven't quite lived up to. How can he call you a king and priest and yet you've got issues you've got drama you've got problems You've got things you're battling and dealing with I'll tell you how he can do it It's not that he trusts you and I he trusts the riches Of his grace and mercy working on our behalf and it is because of that grace and mercy Although I am not what I used to be I also am not what I'm going to be. I can celebrate that God is working in my life. This is why you can't judge somebody based upon what you see because they may not look like a king right now, but they're in process and God is doing a work in their life. And whether you can see it or not, you have no idea what the grace of God is doing beneath the surface. You have no idea what grace is doing behind the scenes. You have no idea what grace is doing. You want to know why hands are lifted? Why people are standing? Because they know if it had not been for the grace and mercy of god we would not be here this afternoon it's the mercy of god it's the grace of god it's the goodness of god and if you're thankful you ought to give him praise Whew. i gotta I'm trying to calm down but i I knew right away I was going to preach this thing to the help me, Jesus. That's why he can call you and I a king and a priest while you have issues. Because his trust is not in your willpower that you're going to one day get it together. His trust is in his ability. Hear me. It's not in our ability to be faithful. His trust is in his word that grace will always conquer Because it says in Romans, I believe, chapter 5, where sin abounds, grace does that much more abound. I'm here to let you know grace can conquer anything. Praise God. The grace of God can conquer anything. Praise God. So the text we're reading today, this is important. I want you to, to get this. The text that we read to you today shows us the nature of our king. If we're going to reign in the future and share in his authority, hear me, it will be because now, Let me. I just want to repeat that again because I know it's hot. If we're going to reign in the future and share in his authority, it will, because, it will be because now we embrace him and share in his nature. Let me remix that. You and I will not share in his authority if we do not share his nature. You can't have his power if you don't have his heart. That's okay. I, I I know I wouldn't get that many amens on that, but let me just help somebody out right now. There are a lot of people prancing around, calling themselves all kinds of things, prophets and arch cardinals and bishops and you know what teachers and doctors but can i just tell you if you don't have the nature of the king you are not making a kingdom impact you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself but you cannot claim his power if you do not share in his nature you can't be arrogant and anointed at the same time You can't be prideful and powerful in the spirit. The two just don't go hand in hand. I don't know what Kool-Aid you drinking, but let me give you the word. He is near to the broken. And if you want the power of God to flow in your life, you better be humble. Come on and give him praise. This is why I'm always... Amazed that people uh, I remember my first pastor told me this I'd never aspired to ministry I frankly when God called me to preach. I remember running. I'm not gonna running away. Literally. I was like man. This is I'm frustrated I was discouraged. I was literally kicking rocks So I, I wasn't running after this thing, but I could remember he would get some of us together and team that's what it was called, you know back in the and the no, uh, no, 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 but that's a different, <laughs> it's okay, praise God, not that one, team, teaching excellence among ministry, you know, that's back when acronyms were cool, let me just help you out now, they're, they're not, okay, please don't put it, that's why we don't have any acronyms at EC, praise God, yeah, extraordinary church, I know. I was trying to be funny. But he said, he tells this story. He said, man, look, there was uh, these seminary students and they had been teaching and sitting under this professor and this man had taught and preached and lived ministry and they were getting ready for their final exam and they get ready for the final exam and they had all studied as you can imagine and prepared and were diligent to pass the the test, the final exam. what the professor did was he, he, he took some trash and left it outside the classroom. And they all, all the students, you know, they arrive on time early. They come down. They're ready. And they're ready for him to administer the test. And by the time everybody arrived, he said, this is, this is great. This is great. He said, oh, just give me one minute. everybody's he goes down, he looks, and looks right outside the classroom. And you know what he saw? The trash, undisturbed. He, he, he goes back to, to the lectern and he, he just kind of looks at everybody and they're waiting for him to give instruction to take the exam. and he looks at them and tells them, "You all have failed. Because they missed what ministry is all about. Can I tell you ministry is not about a title. It's not about you being puffed up This is not a Keel Thompson ministries. This is the kingdom of God This is not about you and I this is about Jesus Christ and him crucified This is not this is why I trip out on people to talk about what they will and won't do How can you do ministry if you're not willing to pick up a toilet brush and clean the toilet I appreciate Consuelo because what y'all didn't see she was here earlier today sweeping 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 in her high heels trying to look cute sweeping sweeping I said she could at least put on some flats praise God talk to your mama I said she could at least put on some flats but she would just run sweeping but you know what hey I'm not too cute to get a broom and sweep I'm not too cute to get some Lysol disinfectant wipes and wipe down the toilet and wipe down the seat I'm not too cute to go ahead and get my hands dirty. I thank you Andy for getting the grabbers He didn't have to get his hands dirty, but picking up the trash on the campus outside I'm not too cute to roll up my sleeves and to get this place ready. Why because I am a servant I'm a servant If you read this if you read in Matthew 20 Jesus is dropping it right out of the gate. He's like, let me tell you how this is going to work. The servant among you is going to be the greatest. They were like jockeying for position. Hey, can I be on this side and that side? And Jesus was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know. Because he was like, well, do you think you could drink from this cup? They're like, oh, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And if you keep reading, he tells them, he's like, the ones on the right going to be good. The ones on the left, you're going to hell." And here you are asking if you want to be on one. He's like, you don't get it. Can I tell you? It's not about us. It's about him. Do you think, do you think for one moment you and I are better than Jesus Christ? Philippians 2, 7, but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Praise God. If he, God in the flesh, made himself of no reputation. Praise God. Yeah, help me. I can remember. Let me let me just give you one quick way you'll be able to get over yourself real quick. You ready for this one? Cuz this I'm passionate about this because it it changed my life. The way you can get over yourself, I'm going to give it to you in two words, technically three cuz I'm going to put a conjunction in there. Praise and worship. Praise. Let me tell you, let me tell you why praise and worship is important with your humility because when you passionately praise God you are declaring it is not about you it is not about your reputation you're not worried about what your neighbors think about you you've got one thing on your mind and that is to lift up Jesus Christ and magnify him this is why we tell you right on the way when you come in you are being you are about to enter into a room full of faith it's gonna be loud we're gonna celebrate the name of Jesus Christ and I wish we had space because we'll run we'll hoop we'll holler we'll shout we'll kneel but we will magnify jesus christ because he is worthy of everything that we can give him and then some praise god if you believe that you ought to give him praise telling you praise and worship will change your situation praise and worship will invite the presence of God praise and worship will get your mind off of things that do not matter and get your heart fixed on Jesus Christ praise and worship will cause the king of glory to show up and show out I want to tell you I I want you to get this this is so important because I'm just gonna tell you in like two in two minutes I remember the first time I've told some of y'all this before, but I was at home by myself and the Lord was like, hey, I want you to praise me. And I was all by myself and he said, I want you to shout hallelujah unto me. And I was like this. First, I, I knew nobody was home. I knew nobody was home and I went to go check to see if people were there. I knew nobody was home. And when I come back home, when i come back downstairs in my room. The Lord was like, do you know why you went to go see if anybody was there when you already knew nobody was there? He was like, because you're concerned about your pride. It's pride. It's pride. Matter of fact, he just said pride. And I was like, what? See, can I tell you? I'm about to show you the importance of obedience in just a minute. I need you, I'm gonna share with you three principles. I'm going to share with you three principles that are going to position us to change this region Not only this region, but this atmosphere in your home the atmosphere in your relationships on your job at the college campus But you need to understand pride gets in the way pride will destroy you. You need to hear me right now I got a word for somebody right now. Get over yourself God is not getting in the way your haters aren't in the way can I tell you as a matter of fact your haters aren't thinking about you as much as you'd like to think but if you'll get over yourself so here I am you know what the Lord is like and I was like this hallelujah now he just told me to shout unto him and it was kind of like I was inching into it, Jordan I was just like hallelujah and it took me a while because nothing was happening and finally I just had to get to a point where I decided i'm going to yell as loud as i can and when i let out the loudest hallelujah i could it connected to something in the spirit i opened up my mouth and i was like hallelujah And as I did that, something began to shake and stir. Something began to fill my room. And all of a sudden, I found myself on my knees with my hands lifted. And the power of God began to show up because I began to get over myself. I'm telling you right now, you're just a praise away. If you'll open up your mouth and give God a reckless praise, a praise where you're not worried about the neighbor on the right or to the left, you'll watch God do something extraordinary in your life open up your mouth and give him praise hallelujah praise God praise God my God I feel something breaking in the atmosphere I feel something shifting in the house I feel the Holy Ghost showing up I'm telling you he's here and deliverance is here let me tell you what I'm passionate about I tell you this all the time. This don't mean everybody got to do it, but soon, Timmy. You know what I envision? I I see it all the time. I see it every time I'm here. I see people running. I see people dancing. I see people jumping and shouting. I even see people twirling. See, banners might bother some of you all, but praise God, banners don't bother me. Praise God, bring a banner in here, lift up. I would rather have to put out a fire than have to start one. And here's my attitude. You know what sometimes people can get distracted well it don't take all that the devil is a liar you don't know what he pulled me out of you have no idea what he pulled me out of the Lord was like hey I want you to dance into me this is right here in my bedroom all by myself I'm an 80s kid so he was like I want you to dance I didn't know what to do so I just cuz I love the R&B boy so I was just like let's go Jesus and I was like I don't feel anything Lord And he was like, that's not what I'm talking about. I don't don't need you to do the running man. Praise God. I just I want you to I want you to give me praise where you're not worried about whether you're on beat or you're off beat. I I, I want you to give me something where you are not the center of attraction. You know what? He is the main attraction. (laughs) and when we come together Jesus Christ is to be lifted up high praise God whenever we come together I do want people to think we have absolutely lost our absolute minds minds for Jesus Christ we are head over heels in love whether or not they come back I want them to come back I want them to be a part of what God's doing but here's what I do know they'll leave saying those people are passionate about Jesus Christ they are radical about Jesus Christ they are turning their world upside down I felt something that I've never felt like before i'm telling you god is moving in this place so the first thing is see matthew 21 matthew 21 is a manual for leadership you want to be a leader which everybody's a leader you have influence you have to exercise that influence matthew 21 is a fantastic map on how to exercise your influence matthew 21 is an excellent guide To how to allow the king in you to be manifested. I want you to see this. If we're going to be kings and priests of God, we have to have the nature of Jesus Christ. See, the first thing I want you to understand in Matthew 21 is the obedient nature of Jesus Christ. Put this into perspective. Jesus is getting ready to come into the city of Jerusalem. He has healed the lame. He's cast out devils. He's cleansed the lepers. He's turned water into wine. He's multiplied two fish and loaves of bread and fed 5,000 plus people. Miracle after miracle, every city he went into, he turned it up down every funeral he went to he put them out of business he knows who he is in fact Nicodemus in John chapter 3 Nicodemus was a ruler of the other Jews or Pharisees if you will he even looked at Jesus and just said look we know not just I know we know that you are who you say you are because nobody can do the miracles that you do unless he be God so if it were me And I knew who I was and I was the king. I'd probably want to enter into the city on my own terms. After all, I am a king. So I want you to get a white stallion. That's what the Romans would do, especially Caesar. That's exactly what Caesar would do. He'd get a white stallion. But I'm not Caesar and I'm allergic to horses so i'd probably show up in a 2021 audi s7 red praise god (laughs) that thing is pretty ain't it praise god i'd show up in one of those that's today (laughs) i see you (laughs) bro but you know what i want to go into the city with style but i want you to pay careful attention to the nature of jesus Jesus is not concerned or consumed with going into the city in style in fact before he goes into the city and Moves forward into his purpose. He runs back into the prophet Zechariah's book and says there's a certain way I've got to enter into this situation Look at what Zechariah 9 and 9 said. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just in having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey. A colt, the foal of a donkey. See, the king understands that if I'm going to get the job done, I've got to do it the way the word says to do it. The man Christ Jesus understood that if I'm to obey my way into my destiny, I need you to help. I need to help you right now. The only way you're going to walk in your destiny is when you learn to obey your way into your destiny. When we become the children of the king, we also become servants. And when you are a servant, it means that your will has been swallowed by a will of greater authority. Most of the stuff we spend around rebuking and cursing and putting under our feet is frankly not the devil. It's a result of our own disobedience. We want to get up and I curse this and I rebuke this. And the reality of it is, you know what's going on? It's a result of our own disobedience. Someone here needs to understand that this isn't Burger King. This is the king of kings. And it's his way, not mine. Jesus was obedient. Watch this, watch this. We often quote this. First Isaiah 18 through 20. Just check this out. We often quote this, but we don't quote the surrounding verses. Come now and let us reason. One of my favorite passages, one of my life passages, it's on my wall. Reason says uh, the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they be as wool. Here it is. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is why you can't get bitter with people when you see them walking in blessing. You have no idea what they crucified, what they denied to walk in that blessing. As a matter of fact, you have no idea what seed they sowed. You have no idea how many tears they cried. You have no idea how they praised God in the midnight hour when you wouldn't take their phone call or somebody else wouldn't take their phone call. You can't judge somebody based upon what you see when you don't understand the seed that they planted. So, the first thing is obedience. Let me just tell you something we told our kids obedience always brings blessing second thing second thing he does right before watch this look at this right before this matthew 20 and verse 29 the chapter preceding the text that i read from now as they went out of jericho a great multitude followed him and behold two blind men sitting by the road when they heard that Jesus was passing by cried out saying have mercy on us o lord son of david then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet but they cried out all the more saying have mercy on us o lord son of david jesus stood still and called them and said what do you want me to do for you and they said to him lord that our eyes may be opened so jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately Their eyes received sight and they followed him. Can you imagine Jesus getting ready to die? He's rolling into the city and the first thing he cares about is a tied up donkey and its colt. Jesus, the king, so aware and in touch. He's so cognizant of what's happening. See, my question is, I talked about it a little bit on Wednesday. I told you all I was going to talk about it today, too. Where are the compassionate people in the church? Where are the compassionate people in the church who are concerned about the tied up ones? Where are the compassionate people who can be touched by the feeling of others' infirmities? Do you remember the Good Samaritan? The man who was on his way from jerusalem to jericho the bible says he fell among thieves and was stripped beaten and left for dead this man a priest walks by and just keeps on walking to the temple a levite is like yeah that's nice then this guy walks by and says oh my word he not only pours wine and oil in their in his wounds he sends him to the hotel and pays for his bill now the levi and the priest were on the way to the temple to minister the question is not are you on your way to minister the question is are you ministering while you're on your way this is why you can't get destination disease and this is why some of you can't enjoy the journey if you would minister along the journey y'all not ready for me today If you would minister along the journey, then you would not be consumed about when you're going to arrive. Jesus, help me. Okay, listen. When was the last time we wept with someone who was weeping? When was the last time our heart broke over someone else's heart who was breaking? If you cannot be touched with infirmities, weaknesses, and pain of others, then you are not qualified to rule and reign see the kingdom of god is a kingdom of compassion praise god the arrogant let me just help you out right now the arrogant the glib the flippant uh, the disconnected expression of christianity that many are touting to be life-changing is an absolute fraud when was the last time you've cried there's enough polite and dysfunction and pain in Canada alone to bring us all to our knees. He was obedient. He was compassionate. And then lastly, he was humble. Isaiah 53 and 2 For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 and 30, Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light." So see, he, he, he unties. Let me go back to the donkey here for a moment. He unties the donkey and the baby. Stick with me. Because God, when God begins to move, it's always among multiple generations. The mother donkey had already been broken and experienced her prime. The baby, the colt, had never been ridden. And Jesus decides to take now and next with him any move of god that doesn't include a now generation and a next generation is a fraudulent move of god but this is why we're passionate about what god is doing in our children and what god is doing in our young people because the move of god that is happening is for sons and daughters it's for mothers and fathers it's for old men dreaming dreams and young men having visions this is a multi-generational church This is why we don't dismiss our kids Until we have worship because I want them to see old people worshiping God and young people worshiping God My God, I wish to God. We'd have some of our old people grab some of our children by the hands and show them how to worship him Because this is a multi-generational move of God. It's not just multi-ethnic. It's not just multicultural. It's multi-generational 70s and 60s and people who are still in their single digits giving God the glory glory come on and bless him come on and give him praise see he loosed the mom and the baby he said bring him to me the Bible says he comes in riding on a donkey and that he was lowly not highly see an earmark of true Jesus centered spirit-filled believers is one of humility He came in on a donkey's baby. Kings don't walk into cities on donkeys. They come in on war horses, prancing and pop and circumstance and glitz and glamour. And the king is here. But not Jesus. He literally goes to the alley of Jerusalem, Bethpage. Loose the donkey and baby. And intentionally sat himself on the most unassuming, least likely candidate to usher a king in the entire New Testament. Number one, why? Number one, prophetic fulfillment. Because Zachariah said so. Number two, it was a demonstration that my kingship is not attached to what I have or what I flaunt. (sighs) I'm not coming in, not on a stallion. I'm coming in on a donkey because I want everybody that follows me to see the king in me. Not for what I'm riding on. I want them to see the king in me because of who I am and what kind of nature I've got on the inside of me. See, when you're really a king, riding a donkey doesn't make you a king. And when you're not a king, riding a stallion doesn't make you a king. When you come into a city, here it is, here it is. When you come into a city, humble. When you come into a city, compassionate. When you come into a city, obedient. When you do this at your college campus, when you do this in your family, when you do this in your home, when you do this in your job, when you enter in with humility, compassion, and obedience. Watch what will happen. Matthew 21 and 10. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, moved, saying, who is this? This morning, I looked up the word "moved" in the Greek. I looked it up in my concordance, and it's the word seis or seis, S-E-I-S or S-E-I-O, okay? It's where we get the word seismology or seismograph. It's what measures an earthquake. It's the shaking. See, when Jesus came in obedience, humility, and compassion, he didn't have to make some pompous scene of himself. Literally, the Bible says it moved. It shook the whole city hear me we want to move this region but it will not be because how loud we are it will not be because of how demonstrative we are or how much power or our tone or inflection we demonstrate in our voices what gives us the authority to shake the city and declare the kingdom is here is compassion obedience and humility
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca.